Written down in glory, 
he's mine. Yeah, he's mine. And he's mine. Yeah, he's mine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, give the Lord a good hand clap of praise. Is your name written down? Turn and ask your neighbor, is your name written down? heavy, but the chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. Oh! 
needed rescue. My sin was heavy. He meant it like that. Chains break out the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. But call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. When you Identify with that song. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Can we just raise our hands to the Lord this morning, love Him. You know, life gets so crazy and so busy. Sometimes we go all week and we don't give God what He deserves. What an opportunity we have right now just to raise our hands freely in this country and praise the Lord. There's a calm that covers me yeah. when I kneel down at your feet it's a place of healing it's a place where I find freedom there's a place my
Somebody say amen. Well, we praise you. My chains are gone, and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, his mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing grace. An amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Oh, for I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. My chains are gone, and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing grace. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. Oh, how precious it! That grace appeared 
and the hour I first believed. Now my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing grace. Play, Brother Austin. bright shining as the sun. Oh, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Now my chains are gone and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns unending love amazing grace praise God praise God praise God praise God praise God praise God Praise God, praise God. My chains are gone. Come on. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love. Amazing grace. Sing it with no music. Here we go. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love. Amazing unending love amazing grace unending love amazing grace somebody say amen come on give the Lord a good hand clap of praise worship him this morning come on he deserves an ovation
be seated for a moment. Amen. The ushers come right now. We'll go ahead and receive our morning tithes and offerings before we switch gears. Amen. So come now. Amen. Praise God. While they're coming, Sister Linda, come and give a report real quick. We've had some more excitement this week. Hey, Ram is only two weeks from now. Come on. Two weeks. Two weeks. Let me explain what we're doing real quick to these, these fine college students. We are doing, in, in a couple of weeks, we're turning the whole complex into a medical center. We're offering free medical, free dental, and free eye care, totally free. And uh, we've got like a team of 50 people from a remote area medical coming in, uh, doctors, dentists, eye, uh, optometrists. We have local doctors, dentists, optometrists are joining with them. We have over 300 volunteers working that weekend. We're hoping to serve about 800 people here. So y'all be praying for us. Matter of fact, you could come back and volunteer if you'd like. Max, make that happen, all right? Okay, you got it. All right, Sister Linda, tell us what happened this week. Guys, like we said from day one, this is God. This is 100% God. This has nothing to do with us. This week, um, you know, we've all been praying for Dennis. We need Dennis. We need Dennis. I got an email from Matthew. He's the one who's over us, and he said, um, the University of Louisville, Dental students have signed on to come up here with you guys, and they can actually man chairs, and I have six of them plus a dentist to come in. I'm like, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And he said, we need a place for them to stay because the students can't afford to pay for hotel rooms. I'm like, all right, Lord, I need an answer quick. So I started thinking, what about the Great Banquet place? That's where they always have plenty of rooms. Well, unfortunately, it's a yes weekend. Well, my husband just happened to be somewhere when Pastor Lon called and told him, he said, it's a yes weekend. Larry turns around. And Mike from the Salvation Army, Major Mike was standing there, and he talked to him, and they're opening the homeless shelter for all of the students to come in free of charge that weekend. So God is so good, so good. Uh, and by doing that, we've also opened up to be able to take more students in. So right now, our dentists are good. We have quite a few dentists. We need some eye doctors. So if y'all have eye doctors, get them up here. We need, if we can get five eye doctors signed up, for both days, we can serve over 100 people each day. So, guys, that's over 200 people that will have free eyeglasses when they walk out of here Sunday. So, we really need eye doctors. Right now, I think we've got probably 12 dentists signed up between the dental students and the dentists. So, God is so good. So, oh, and then UK dental students are coming also. So, we got UK and University of Little. So, Brother Gary said we need to keep them on separate sides of the shelter. You know. <laughs> So that there's no problems between the two, but guys, we have, we've been praying. We've we've you know, please be in prayer this next 14 days, guys. In 14 days, those trucks pull in this parking lot. We want to be able to truly show them the love of Christ, not just the eyes and the teeth and the medical. We want to show them the love of God. That's what's most important. Don't forget the main vision of this is that we need to show them the love of Christ. Um, invite your friends. Share the Facebook page. Share the flyers. If you don't have Facebook, there's a lot of people who don't have Facebook in this world. Share it. Pass it out. Get the word out. We still need volunteers. We have about 90 signed up for setup for Friday, which is awesome. Last week it was 70, so today it's 90. We had 110 for general support last week. It's 135 this morning, so it's going up each and every day. We're going to be on the radio tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Coldfield Commons at 8 o'clock. If I have a voice by then, because all the kids went back to school and got me sick. Uh, but guys, just be in prayer. I'm going to be reaching out to a lot of people in the next two weeks. And please, if you can help in any way, we're going to need sides cooked for meals. We have the main meals provided. We have meat provided. But we're going to still need sides. So I'm going to need people to reach out and start helping. 
So please, if I come to you, just if you can't do it, don't tell me I will or not. Just tell me I can't, and I'll, that's okay. I understand can't, or I'm busy, but please let's help get this together, okay? Amen. How many knows when we put that T-shirt on that says Remote Area Medical Volunteer, it don't matter if you're Baptist, Methodist, Pentecost, Louisville Cardinal, or Kentucky Wildcat, it doesn't matter. We're all on the same team. It doesn't matter if you're in a church a group working or if you're at Rotary Club, it's volunteering. We're getting calls. We got a call from the principal at Browning Springs yesterday morning, and they're bringing a team of teachers from Browning Springs. Every school, I think, is bringing a team of teachers to volunteer. Isn't that cool? So praise God. God's breaking down so many walls and bringing this community together for this. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day that you've given me and us to be here at your house, dear Lord. We just ask that you watch over us and help us in this RAM uh, medical thing that's coming, to dear Lord. We just ask for all the volunteers to have their way and have you walk with them and nourish them too, dear Lord. And dear Lord, we thank you for this amazing church that you've given us to go to, these amazing brothers and sisters that go to Grace Warehouse Church. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for you going to that cross for our sins. And dear Lord, we just ask you to forgive us of where we fail you and fall so short of your glory. And Jesus, we just ask you to take this offering and multiply it for your purpose and your purpose only. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, today is Austin's birthday. He turned 30, so we're going to cut him loose on the guitar and let him have some fun here. Is that okay? Since he turned 30, he needs to, he needs to act young a little bit. So, Amen. You can unmute him now. Make sure you unmute him.
Praise God. Amen. We have fun with that. Amen. All you students from Campbellsville, you can take that back to college and you sing it at college. They'll say, what did y'all do? Go down there in Mattisville. They corrupted you. Amen. Praise God. It is such an honor to have these young men and women from uh, Campbellsville College with us. You know, I, my, yeah, but give them a good hand. Amen. I get excited when I see young people worshiping God. I get excited when I see people that, that want to use their talents and giftings to bless other people. And that's what they're about to do. You heard them warming up, and they have some beautiful voices and beautiful instruments. And uh, we're just looking forward to them this morning. But I'm going to ask Max to come and introduce everybody. Amen. Come on, give Max a good hand. All right. Woohoo! Go, Max. Morning. Um, so we're camp. Actually, let's pray real fast. God, I ask you to help me introduce this team. Um, and that, I ask for your help. Um, just with all the worship and the testimony, God, I ask for you to be first and foremost present, God, and that you would that you would take complete control and there would be nothing trying to stifle out the Spirit, God. Father, if there's any um, worries or concerns on anybody's mind in here, I pray that I would leave right now in the name of Jesus and that there would be complete freedom today. Um, Father, help me introduce this team. And say in the name Jesus, amen. All right, so we are... <laughs> Campbellsville University, and um, we're Campbellsville University Church Outreach, and what we do is we travel from church to church doing uh, many uh, church services every Sunday, reaching churches, spreading the gospel, doing youth events, VBSs, uh, Discipleship Now weekends, and trying to pour in as many uh, people as we can, and in this past year, we actually were able to reach about 300 churches and so and other events and this this is uh probably my favorite team because it's actually my team uh, <laughs> out of uh there's six teams this semester and they they're amazing um the two the two people who are going to be singing is Casey Wilhelm will you stand up and just and then uh Ashley Randall and then Lindsay Magruder is sharing her testimony. Anna McKinley's on keys. Uh, Victor Nunes is going to be playing the drums. And Ben McGuffin is uh, taking pictures for a day. <laughs> he's back there. Uh, and he's our communications p person today, so the rest of the university um, that we are reaching people and that we are bearing fruit and just so the rest of the university can celebrate what's happening every Sunday along with the church and us. And so I'm going to open it up to the worship team and I'm going to get out of the way.
He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break. Make way before the King of Kings. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is a lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. And every knee will bow before you. Our God is a lamb, the lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains. And every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Open up the gates, make way before the King of Kings. Our God who calls to save is here to set the captives free. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power our battles and every knee will bow before you our god is the lamb the lamb that was slain for the sin of the world his blood breaks the chains and every knee will bow before the lion Stop the Lord Almighty. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord? Our God is lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring with power, fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before you. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains. And every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Jesus, Jesus. 
Good morning, I'm Lindsay Magruder, and you all can sit down if you want to. Um, I'm going to share my testimony, but I just want you to know that I have allergies, so if I sniffle, I promise I'm not crying. Um, so I am a senior at Campbellsville University, and I've been in church outreach my entire college career, so three years now, I'm going on four, hopefully, and I am a marriage and family ministry major with a Christian missions minor. So um, my entire life, I grew up knowing who God was. I grew up in a Christian home, so I literally have always been to church. I grew up going to church day every Sunday and every Wednesday and basically any time that the doors were open. Um, you could say that I literally grew up in the, in the church, too, because where I went to school was like a private Christian school inside the church. So, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I was always at my church. I was always being poured into spiritually and um, being taught about who God is and how awesome he is and just um, how much he loves me and how much people around me love me um, because of Jesus. And I got baptized at the age of seven, but that was more because um, 
my brothers did, and I wanted to follow their lead. So I was like, yeah, I believe in God. I want to get baptized. And I, I think back, and I know that I knew who God was or who Jesus was at the time. And I know that I was a sinner and that I did want Jesus, but my motivation was for to be like my brothers. So um, at the age of seven, I got baptized, and I continued to go to the private school in my church. And around that time, um, I... We had like a Bible study every morning before school started, and that's where they taught us about like Jonah or Noah or um, all of the stories about in the Bible and um, the apostles and different different people. And they also taught us about missionaries, and um, that's where God caught my attention. I loved the stories of people that went to Africa or China or South America that shared the gospel with people and helped them um, physically and spiritually, and I just thought that was so cool. And I think it was in 2010, the earthquake um, that really hit Haiti hard um, happened, and I remember wanting to go. And I said, God, I just really want to go on this mission trip. I have all, like, this is what you want from me. And so I was really confident in that, and I wanted to go to Haiti. But of course, I was really little, so my parents didn't let me go. Um, But my teachers went, and they would tell me stories about these broken homes and these children that are hungry and sick and hurt and um, all of these needs. And it just broke my heart, and I prayed for them. And from that that year that um, the earthquake happened, I began to pray that God would send me to Haiti. So fast forward all the way to high school. I transferred from a public school, I mean, from a private school to a public school. And it was a huge transition. I went from six people in my class to 20, 25. It was really crazy. Um, But God just really gave me peace and comfort and strength. In that time, I knew that people um, from my old school were with me, and they supported me, and my parents supported me, and my brothers were always there for me. And God, of course, and the church that I grew up in. Um, so I began to serve in my church as like a student leader type situation that we had going on. Um, and it was a really fun time. I really enjoyed serving in my church for the youth and also high school. Um, and I still struggled with like the temptations of the world from where I hadn't had them before to like just being thrown into it. It was really difficult to say no to a lot of things and to say no to certain people that I knew weren't good for me. Um, and my sophomore year came around, and everything was fine. I was still serving in my church, and I still, like, loved God and was still trying to figure out who I was as a person, but also as a Christian who loved Jesus. And um, one of my friends who I grew up with, we went to church together, and she was, my classmate was murdered. And I remember finding out the news. I was in the locker room, and I was just devastated. And I walked out, and our whole school just, we all found out at the same time. And it it just tore us apart. And not only did it tear my high school apart, but it tore my church apart. It tore um, my whole community up. It was a very devastating situation. Um, And to this day, it's an unsolved murder. So as a young person, it was really hard for me to know how to cope with something like that, with depression and anxiety and confusion about why God would allow something like that to happen to someone so close to my age and so close to my church and my community. so in that time, I really just questioned a lot of things about God. And when, peop- when non-believing friends would come up to me and ask me things, I really wouldn't seek godly wisdom. I just sought what I like knew in my heart. And it wasn't always godly, and it wasn't always wise. 
So I continued to just kind of push myself away from God. I still believed in him, but I just didn't want as much to do with him. I still served um, in my church all the way until I graduated high school, but it was more for Lindsay. It wasn't for God. And um, at that point, I just began to fill my life with um, relationships with boys and just other things that weren't holy and weren't from God or from heaven. And so I graduated high school after um, being broken up with. I was heartbroken, and I was so confused because I didn't know what God wanted me to do with my life. Um, And I knew that I was going to Kimballsville University. But during that summer, my youth pastor decided to take um, the juniors and seniors that had just graduated to a third world country for for our mission trip. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, awesome. I'm super super excited. I've always wanted to go on a mission trip, but it wasn't for me. It was, I mean, it it wasn't for God. It was for me because I wanted to have bragging rights or whatever it was, you know. Um, And so the week before we left, my youth pastor had a meeting with us, and he said, I don't want to take you to Ecuador if you are spiritually dead because if you're spiritually dead, you won't be able to pour into people, and you won't be able to share the gospel. And I said, okay, God, because I mean, it was a slap in the face. I knew that God was speaking to me. So I went home and I prayed and I fasted and I said, God, I have no strength left. I am empty. I am spiritually dead. And I just really need you right now. I'm scared. I was so scared to go to Ecuador, um, even though it's something that I wanted for a really long time. So I prayed. We went. We experienced Ecuador for a week and it was life changing. It was these people that invited me into their homes and fed me and just loved me like Jesus, even though they have nothing. And I have so much here in the United States. Um, It was a very humbling experience. Every single day, God revealed something to me about his love, his grace, his forgiveness. And um, he just told me, you know, Lindsay, you're broken, but it's okay. Like I can still use you. And so the very last day, um, I got to share my testimony with them and talk to them about how they had changed my life and how God was working through them. And I got to wash their feet, which was a really humbling experience. So he literally in one week took me from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive. It was really cool. So I went home. I thought I was going to be this brand new person. But of course, I mean, sin goes, I mean, it's really hard to get out of your sin, you know. Um, so I went back to my old ways, but little by little, God put people in my life through Campbellsville University Church Outreach um, to just pull me out of that sin that I was in, and he brought people that spoke life into me and encouraged me and loved me through all of it, um, and flash, fast, yeah, fast forward um, to the summer of 2018, last summer, and I had gotten a email, I applied for an internship in Haiti, and I got an email literally the day that it was eight years after the earthquake, and they said, congratulations, you have received this internship, come to Haiti, Um, so for that summer, I went to Haiti for the entire summer, it was like three months, two two to three months, it was really awesome, Um, that was also life-changing, but it was really amazing that God answered that like right on the same day that I began praying eight years before. Um, So with saying that, I just want to encourage you that God listens to our prayers, even if it's a long time from now when he answers them, that he's listening. And um, I want to share with you Romans 8, 28. 
it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And I'm back from Haiti, obviously. And um, God has just given me a new perspective on life and how good and faithful he is. And um, how I can embrace that faithfulness and that joy and um, the confidence that he gives me as a Christian uh, but also as a friend to broken people and the people in our university and all the opportunities that he gives me to serve. Um, and so I just want to encourage you with that, that he has a plan for you, even if it takes you eight years for him to answer your prayer, that he's listening and that you are called. And I truthfully don't know where I'm going next after I graduate, but God is so good and he is so faithful and I can trust that he has a plan and a purpose for me because he has called me. So I just want to encourage you with that. And um, I hope you can pray over whatever God has, whatever season God has you in, um, and listen to his call. You guys would please stand again.
pastor up to speak at this time. We're inviting the pastor up to speak at this time. I was just lost in the moment, man. Praise God. Wasn't that awesome? Give him a good hand this morning. Amen. You guys have such a sweet spirit. Hallelujah. Isn't it encouraging to know that they're out doing what they do? Isn't it encouraging to know that we have a generation coming up that loves God? Somebody say amen. Praise God. Well, I'm not going to preach very long this morning. I've got a sermon, but I uh, am not going to take a long time. Uh, I had just a silly accident yesterday, and my mouth is extremely sore. Donna did not hit me with a right hook. I'm sticking to my story. She did not do that. But I was trying to get a limb down out of a tree and was pulling it down with a chain and a bungee cord, and and uh, it was about this big around, and it was about as long for me to Caleb, and that bungee cord came loose. I had a hook on the end of the bungee cord and smacked me in the face, and uh, it's swollen up, and it feels like I got an abscess or something going on. But it's just a, a lot of pain going on there. But so I'm not going to preach real long, and I don't want anybody saying, "Lord, send more limbs." Please do not say that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. God is so good, isn't He? Brother Keith, would you stand and ask a blessing over the message this morning? Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 16, Brother Devin. Amen. While he's getting that ready, Thursday night we had a, a little basketball thing going on out here, a two-on-two tournament, and uh, Jeff and Caleb won that tournament. Somebody say amen. They got paid $25, they had to split it twelve fifty each, so now they are professional base- basketball players. Amen. Jeff was saying he got his nose broke, and I don't know what all happened. And he was saying, man, I'm so out of shape, and bless their hearts. But I was really upset because nobody asked me to play on the team. I was really upset that I have not been in a position where I have not been picked since seventh grade. So anyway, all right. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, and put, uh, but on a candlestick, and give it the light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Somebody say amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 14, 34 and 35. Let your salt is good. Somebody say salt is good. But if salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Somebody say amen. How many's got ears this morning? He that hath ears, let him hear. Everybody pull in your ears. Say, I got an ear and I'm listening. Amen. Salt is used in flavoring. We know this. How many likes salt? 
There was nothing better than pouring salt on a tomato right out of the garden. Isn't that true? I love salt. I love it too much. And, and Sister Linda's over going to say, yep, you love it too much. That's why you're on blood pressure medicine. You just, uh, but I love salt. I love to flavor things with salt. I love, I love, I salt everything. But I'm not quite as bad sometimes as my wife. We can go to the Mexican restaurant and she has to salt those chips when they bring them out. She's pouring salt all over. Is anybody else like that? Y'all get together. Amen. Praise God. We salt everything. I just, I have a problem when somebody gives me something to eat, I'll salt it before I even taste it. Does anybody do that? Yeah. Salt in biblical times as well as early days of our country was used as a preservative to keep meat from rotting. You would rub it in or rub it on meat, it would not rot. rot. And then you would put it in a salt cellar. Everybody say a salt cellar. Does anybody know what a salt cellar is? Anybody remember salt cellars growing up or cellars? We called them storm cellars, but they were salt cellars before that. It was just a cellar. People would go down. But there would, this is where they would put meat many times and put salt on it. Amen. Back in biblical times, salt was so precious, such a precious commodity that it meant so much that if you was a guest in the house, they would seat the guest the closest to the salt cellar. Your chair would be closest to the cellar because salt was so important. Salt to the Hebrews symbolized hospitality, durability, and purity. Salt meant something. So when Jesus used the phrase, you are the salt of the earth, to this handful of men, he was talking to a few men that was going to turn the world upside down. Somebody say amen. This was the beginning of the ministry of Jesus through us. They were commissioned to keep the world from rottening. They were not only to shine their light, but to bring the world its greatest light. Somebody say a great light. Ye are the salt of the earth. That's you and me. Turn to somebody and say, you're the salt of the earth. Turn and get their attention. Shake them real good and say, you are the salt of the earth. Jesus in this verse is letting the church know what our function is. God has chosen you to be one of the ones in society to keep from the society that we're living in from rottening. How do we do that? How do we do that? So we got to flavor them. Somebody said we got to flavor our society. Amen. If you don't rub salt into something, it, it will die. You don't rub salt into something that's living, though, however, do you? You ever go around salting a cow before he's dead? No. You don't do that. Somebody running through the field to salt the cow out there. You ever go over White Plains and, and Heather and Jason's and salt their chickens before? You no, know, or the eggs or, or the. No. <laughs> did you get a vision of that? You did, didn't you? Running through the field. So you don't salt something that's living. However, we come to church week in and week out. And we as Christians, we're alive. Somebody say we're alive. Most of us, yeah, we're alive. But we pour salt on each other and forget about there's a world out there rotten and we need to go salt. In other words, we come in here, we bless each other, get our little praise on, and forget there's a whole week ahead of us that needs ministry. 
And this world is waiting for us to come and flavor it. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Now, I'm not saying there's some in the church that doesn't be fla- need to be flavored. It is, but but we need to be flavoring this rotten world. Amen. And keeping it from rotting. I remember back in the 1990s, early 2000s, uh, we were putting together WWJD rallies because there was a lot of school shootings going on and there were students terrified and, and it was just a mess in the school systems. So God enabled us to, and gave us and commissioned us to put together a team of people that would go into the school and offer hope to flavor what was going on. Now, this was a time period back in the 90s and the early 2000s, when, especially in the 90s, when they had shut the doors in Hopkins County schools to any ministry going on. Because somebody had come through in the 80s and messed everything up and they crammed it down a lot of people's throat and they said, you know what, we're not going to take a chance. We're just going to shut the doors. There's not going to be any ministry going on in the schools during school hours. But after the school shootings took place and all this stuff was happening and God told us to put this team together, we put a team together and every time we would go to talk to the principal, the principals met us at Hopkins County Central. I can't forget the day when I walked in the office and they said, I know why you're here. We need your help. Somebody say amen. So we had an opportunity to flavor what was going on by pouring in Christ's love, by giving them hope. Somebody say amen. So we have a job to do. And that, that was just in that time period. People still call today and they say, will you come and do a rally? It is not God's timing. When it's God's timing, we'll do another rally. It may be this year, maybe next year, maybe five years from now. Not unless God says do it, though. I like what she said. God has a plan. God has a plan, and he will order our steps. He will direct us. Amen. How do we flavor our world? He will tell you how to flavor your world. Somebody say amen. This medical weekend coming up in September, you know what it is? It's a bunch of Christians applying salt to a hurting world. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise because it's going to be an amazing weekend. I believe people will not only be treated for the sicknesses or what they've come, I believe they're going to have a touch from God. I believe the volunteers that show up to work are not just going to be here working and just performing a service. They're going to be touched by God. People are going to leave here changed, and we'll be hearing for, for months and years to come about lives being changed on this weekend. I'm proclaiming that, Linda. We are believing that in Jesus' name. You say, well, we just saw and witnessed a great revival with this church. Let me tell you, that was just a preview of what God is going to be doing. And warm up, that's a good. I think Brian said that too during the revival. He said, man, this is a warm up for us. If you're a Christian, you are to flavor the atmosphere wherever you are and whoever you're around. When you walk into a room, things should change. Darkness should leave. Somebody say amen. Darkness should tremble at the light that you bring. Jesus in you. When you walk into a hospital room, sickness should start packing its bags because <laughs> it knows it's about to leave. Somebody say amen. I'm talking about flavoring where you're at. When you enter into your workplace or your classroom, every hopeless situation should cease to exist. When you enter into a church service, those that are dead begin to rise. You say, we can't have any dead here. Oh, let me come up here and look that back there sometime. 
One pastor says, you know what? I'm good at raising the dead. I said, well, really? I raise the dead every Sunday morning. Amen. You should flavor that church service when you come in. The Bible says to come in with praise and thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. What would happen if you come through those doors saying, hallelujah? Yeah, that's what would happen. You will flavor it. When you come in with a smile on your face, when you come in hugging people, when you come in saying, it is good to see you, you're flavoring that atmosphere. When we gather in the prayer room before service, we're flavoring that service. Somebody say amen. Praise God. You should flavor whatever place you are at, whoever you are around. If you're at Walmart in the checkout line and you're mad because they're going too slow, it's up to you to flavor that line. That's hard, isn't it? That's real hard. Yeah, if you're driving and, you, and somebody's not moving, and you, matter of fact, I was leaving to come to I always have to tell them myself. I was coming to church this morning, and, and I was trying to get here. I was running a little bit late. And uh, this person in front of me in my neighborhood, I'm backing out of my driveway. I'm waiting for him because I see him coming, and it took him about an hour, it seemed like, to get 30 feet. I'm going, would you please hurry up? Come on. And so they get past the driveway. Well, I pull in behind him, and he's just, Poking, just like looking at every house, every yard. I'm going. I've got to go. I'm getting later and later, and I'm so aggravated. I'm like, God, what's this about? And so, so finally, he pulls over enough where I can buy him, and I felt good going by him. I wanted to say praise the Lord as I went by, but I didn't. But then I felt guilty, and I had to turn around and go back and ask, are you going slow because you're looking for a dog or something, or what, what's going on? And he had found the house he was looking for. He was talking to somebody, and I, I rode down the window. I said, are you okay? You were going very slow. I just want to make sure you weren't looking for a dog because a lot of times people do that when they're looking for dogs, and I'm a dog lover, so I will stop and look for dogs with them. <laughs> but I had to turn around and go do that because I couldn't come to church feeling guilty like I blew past this guy not knowing what was going on. I was going to, to Providence one day to church. We were attending church there, and we I, 41 is horrible. Brian, it is horrible going back and forth. You can't pass anybody. And it's always just that they're just staggered enough where you can't get around them. And I'm stuck behind this person. I'm running late for church, and, and I'm stuck behind this person. And I, would you please get out of the way? And I'm going, God, i got to get to church. You know i got to get there. Get this person out of my way. Finally, I got a straight stretch right before we got to right by the golf course almost. And and. Uh, and, and I blew past him, feeling good again. Yeah. And so then I went to church, and they showed up at church. And what was worse than that, his wife was had been diagnosed with cancer and only a few weeks to live. So they were savoring every moment, and I messed it up. I was so aggravated with them, so I had to repent again. How many has to repent? So we, we flavor wherever we're at. One way or another, you're going to flavor what's going on. Somebody say amen. So next time you're in a checkout line that's moving slow, you just start saying something good and, and complimenting somebody or whatever. Start speaking in tongues and it'll speed up. Amen. <laughs> How are you flavoring your workplace where you work at? How do you flavor it? You answer that within your mind. You know what's going on at your place. How are you flavoring your classroom, whether it be a college or whether it be a high school or wherever? 
How are you flavoring your classroom? How are you flavoring your church? How are you flavoring your marriage, those that are married? Why are we seeing a decline in church attendance? Because the church has lost its savor. Somebody say amen. I don't want you to put a down note after us laughing. Having, but we are seeing across the board a decline in church attendance. Every pastor says the same thing. Why? Because we've lost our flavor. We lost our savor. Why are we seeing a decline in souls being saved? Oh, we see some, and we saw some in our revival. Thank God, and praise God they're here this morning. We saw some baptized, and we thank God for that. But we're not seeing the numbers we used to see years ago. Why is that? Because the church has lost its flavor or savor. Can I tell you, God has not changed. We have changed. We let the world flavor us more than us flavoring the world. But I believe, and I'm going to make some proclamations here this morning, I believe God is preparing us for the final harvest. I said, I believe God is preparing us for the final harvest. There is a harvest coming in. Somebody say amen. He is looking for salt. Turn to somebody and say, how salty are you? He's looking for somebody who will do what he wants them to do. Somebody that's not afraid to look the devil in the eye and say enough is enough is enough is enough. Somebody say amen. They're not afraid to say, I'm praying for my family. I'm not giving up. I'm not backing down. I believe we're living in a day that God is going to put families back together because somebody is going to apply some salt. Some praying mother is going to apply some salt. Some praying father is going to apply some salt. And it's going to flavor that family. Families are coming back together. Moms, don't quit praying for your children. God has heard you, and I love what she said a while ago. It seems sometimes that God doesn't hear us. Daniel prayed that prayer, and it was 21 days getting his answer. But he got his answer. God heard it the first day, but there was warfare between heaven and earth. God hears your prayers. Don't you stop praying. God has heard you. Don't quit rubbing salt into your children. Don't quit rubbing salt into your family. We can't allow our families to rot or decay anymore. Somebody say amen. You know, a salt shaker on the shelf does no good, has no effect. Salt, for it to be flavorful and do what it's supposed to do, is has to be or has to come in contact with whatever it's flavoring. Somebody say amen. So we, as a church, have to come in contact with sometimes things we don't want to come in contact with. To apply the salt that we are, we have to get down and dirty sometimes and get in the ditch with some sinners and apply some salt and flavor their life. Oh, I just want to come to church on Sunday mornings and do my thing, sing a few songs, listen to a sermon, and, and then that's all I need to do. No, that is just us getting together and lifting each other up and exhorting one another and getting ready for the battle on Monday morning. We have to apply some salt out there where the, where the world is rottening. It's up to us to preserve this world. God is asking this morning, how many here are available and are you salty? 
You know, when you apply the salt many times, you'll be criticized. Not by the world, but people in the church will criticize you. But we, the true church, must rise up and impact the world. And we will do it and flavor our world by our conduct and by our character. Somebody say amen. Too many preachers are standing behind pulpits and saying, just do your thing, it'll all come out in a wash. That is a lie from the devil, and if you fall for that, you'll end up going to hell, along with the preacher that's telling you that. Amen? The Bible says to come out from the world and be ye separate. We have to apply salt. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. We are different. We are peculiar. Turn to somebody and say, you're peculiar. You're strange. You're odd. You're salty. Too many people have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. They pray like Peter and Paul on Sunday and live like the devil Monday through Saturday. Do you know anybody like that? To be salty, we have to conduct ourselves as Christians, Christ-like at all times, everywhere we go, inside the church and outside the church. If we are salty enough, you know what's going to happen? People will get thirsty and come to the Lord. Somebody say amen. I said if we're salty enough, people will get thirsty and come to the Lord. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Let's hand this over to you. Hallelujah. So let's just close our eyes for a moment. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. You are the salt of the earth. This congregation, you are the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. We lift you up, God. We praise you. Before we do anything else, I want you to grab the person next to you this morning, and I want you to start praying for that person. You don't know what they've gone through even this morning, even to get here. You don't know what they've gone through. They may have gone through all kinds of stuff. But you just pray for somebody next to you. That they'll have strength coming up this week. That they'll be able to flavor what's going on in their life, their atmosphere. That they'll be bold enough when they walk in the room, things will change. Lord, we just love you. We praise you. We praise you. Come on, pray for that person. Don't 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 just some little mealy mouth prayer. Pray for that person. Amen. Come on, we praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Keep praying, keep praying, come on.
Lord, we love you, Jesus. Come on, come on. If you need prayer today for anything, step out now and come. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, he is here to meet you today. If you just need to rededicate, he's here to hear your prayer today. Whatever you need. Your name. Oh, sing it out. We love you. Come on, worship him today. And all the world will 
Let's just be patient just for a moment. Come on, let's wait on God just for a
I want all the Campbellsville college students to come and stand right here if you would. Just line up across here. Amen. I'm going to pray for you guys. Amen. Straight line. Just face me. Come look this way. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me say this right now. One of our church members is going to Haiti in January. So uh, that was a confirmation she's supposed to be there. So, Amen. But God's getting ready to use you in a mighty way. It's going to be a great year for you guys. How many seniors do we have up here? Just one? What other class? Junior? Junior? Sophomore? Ten-year ten graduate? What, what, what? No, I'm just kidding. You graduated. Junior? Junior? All right. Who, who's this young man that's with you guys? His name's Tim Hyman. And he is? Uh, he's the director of development. Come on up. Amen. Praise God. You're standing over there just beaming right now. You're, you're just smiling from ear to ear. Are you proud of these? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Always want to pray God's protection on you guys and that he's going to word your mouth everywhere you go. When you speak, it's going to not just be something I plan to talk about, but God's going to speak through you. And it's going to mean something. It's going to penetrate hearts. You know, I can, we can get up here and preach and talk and all, do all, all day long, but if it doesn't penetrate the heart, it does no good. It's just words. And they, you won't remember it three days from now. But when it makes it into your heart, there's a life change that takes place. Somebody say amen. So you guys are going to be life changers. Life changers. You're flavoring a lot of people, even back in your, in your college. And I'm not so stupid to believe that everybody in your college is perfect. There's people that need flavoring in the college also, right? Amen. You, God's going to use you to do some mighty, mighty things. You're going to do some great exploits. You know what the word exploit means? It means a great and bold and a daring deed. God's going to give you boldness. And the works you're about to do is going to be great in the kingdom of God. Amen. And it's going to be daring. You're going to have to step out of your comfort zone on some things. And you're going to have to say, okay, God, speak through me. I know you told me to go pray for that person over here, but I feel silly in doing that. But you're going to have to be daring enough to do what he asks you to do. How many is willing to do that this morning? You guys, you are willing? Wait, raise your hands. Say, I'm willing. I'm available. Say it with me. I'm available. Amen. All right. Praise God. Can you just raise your hands high to the Lord as I pray for you? Amen. Hallelujah. Keep your hands up. I want to ask. I want to. Give me a woman in front of each woman here and a man in front of each man. Just come around this way. I want y'all to connect with them. Caleb, you guys come on up. Brother Rick, yeah. Amen. Praise God. We got. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right. Brother Roddy, would you come up? Brother Jason, would you come up? Oh, we praise you, God. These men and women are going to lay hands on you, and they're going to pray for you and anoint you with the Holy, Holy Ghost power. Go for it, guys. Just pray for them. Amen. 
Love you, Jesus. Touch him, God. Bless him, Lord. to be on the calendar every year. Can we do that? Can we? Can you make that happen, Max? Get us on the calendar. I, I want a team from Campbellsville here every summer. Can we do that? Can we get on that calendar? Really? Are y'all cool with that, church? Can we have them back? Or not? That some of them won't be back, but, but there'll be a team coming, though, right? Maybe some of the same ones, but those that graduate will be don't tell them where. I can't wait to hear where you're going to be at. God's got some great things in store for you. Amen. Praise God. Well, we want to plant a seed. Here's $300 from our church. So do I, do I give some, can I trust Max with this? Okay. I'm giving him a hard time today. Uh, uh, all right. Praise God. All right. Love you, man. God bless you. 
Well, it's been an honor to have you guys with us today, and we're going to feed you some pizza here in a moment. And uh, whoop, whoop, everybody say whoop, whoop. And uh, we want to get a team back here next summer. Put us on the calendar. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> 